You're listening to Girls with Grafts, a burn community podcast created by Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors, a leading nonprofit dedicated to supporting the burn community. In this podcast, we'll talk with burn survivors, share resources to help with supporting and improving burn recovery, and discuss how to prevent burn injuries. Here are your hosts, burn survivors and Phoenix Society's marketing team, Amber Wilcox and Rachel Anderson. Hello, and welcome back to Girls with Graphs. I am Rachel Anderson, one of your co-hosts today, and I am joined by Amber Wilcox. Hi again. How's everyone doing today? I am doing so well. I'm pumped for today's podcast. I think our viewers, our, our listeners, our viewers, both of them will really enjoy it. They're watching and learning. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm super excited today. Before we get started, we just want to send over a special thank you to our season one sponsor, Pritzker Hagman. And uh, they are season one sponsorship that we really appreciate today because we're so excited to bring you all of the amazing guests that we've had on the show. So uh, Rachel, you want to kick us off and, and introduce our amazing guests today? I think you'll all really be excited to, to meet them. Yes, yes. Today we have a very special duo joining the podcast. We have Brittany Horton and her daughter Henley. So Brittany is a wife, a mom of three, and loves sharing her daily adventure of mommyhood style design and all the messy stuff life has to offer. And we're also here joined with Henley, who is a seven-year-old who loves gymnastics and coloring. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you guys so much for having us. We're so excited you're here. So uh, I know that we've met you just now, but I haven't had an opportunity to learn a little bit about your stories. So uh, Henley, I'm going to kick it off with you today. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, how old you are? I know you just, Rachel just introduced you, but tell us a little bit about that. And then do you want to tell us a little bit about your burn accident? Sure. Okay, so say how old you are. I'm seven years old. Awesome. Do you remember how old you are when it happened? I was either one. Yeah, almost when you were 10 months old. And what happened? I got burned. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were burned. Do you remember how you were burned, Henley? Um, not really. No. Does mom want to share? Yeah, so she was 10 months old, so she was just learning how to kind of take those first steps, climbing up onto things. And so it was one morning I had woke up before the girls did. She has an older sister that's about two years older than her. And I had turned our gas fireplace on, not even thinking anything about it. It was right in the beginning of November, so it was just starting to get cooler temperatures. Well, then the girls woke up. We started going about our morning routine. And as I'm getting my other daughter, her cup of milk down, I hear this scream coming and I look up and Henley has climbed up onto the hearth of our fireplace and just planted her right hand onto it. And she was only 10 months old. So she didn't really, I don't know if she didn't have like the stability, stability to take her hand off or just not the thought process. So it was on there until I could run and grab her. And then, yeah, as soon as it happened, I immediately was like, we need to go to the emergency room now. 
And it was a long journey after that, but that's kind of, that's how it happened. Mm -hmm. So Henley, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you're doing today? I know you shared a little bit with us before the podcast, but what do you like to do for fun today? Um, I like um, to color. I like Uh to um, do cartwheels a lot. Um, You do? You use your hands very... For cartwheels, I'm sure, right? Yeah. She does. And because it was, it is her right hand and that is her dominant hand. And so we still are going to her yearly checkups. She will most likely have to have um, another surgery, if not a couple, as her hand continues to grow because she was only 10 months old. And so we're constantly looking at like any constrictions and how her hand is growing because. I mean, it was so tiny when the grafting did take place, but she does everything perfectly great and we've had no problem. So she, she's like the bravest, toughest girl I know. And you're another girls with grafts. So it's perfect. You, I, I also have a skin graft and so does Rachel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was burned when I was three years old, so I don't remember much of it either. But my mom knows a lot more than me and has filled in all the details along the way for me. But Rachel and See, I both have skin grafts too. <laughs> you're part of a, a great club. We, necess- we don't necessarily want to be a part of it, right? But it's a, it's a girls club that we've got here with some skin grafts. Huh, Henley? That's right. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Henley, we want to ask you a little bit about just, you know, your, what you'd like to share with other burn survivors. So um, maybe there's other little girls out there that want to know a little bit about you and your survival journey. Do you want to tell us a little bit about or advice that you give to other little girls out there? Um, yes. Um, uh Say if it happened to a friend, what would you tell a friend? Be careful. (laughs) Be careful. Be careful. That's good advice. Yeah. Now, do you feel like like it's no big deal? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're so brave, and we want to thank you for joining us today because it means so much. Do you want to tell us anything about yourself? Anything else? Um, no. No? You sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about your mom? Do you want to tell us anything about your mom? What do you love about your mom? Um, That she was there for me when I got burned. <laughs> That's so <Okay>. sweet. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Henley, for joining us. I think Henley's going to to pop out for a bit, but mom's going to stick with us and, and chat with us more about Henley's, Henley's injury. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. Uh, so, you know, um, our listeners may want to know a little bit more about Henley's, you know, accident or how you feel with her, her journey. And so we're going to turn it over to you and let you spend a few minutes telling us about that day. I know that Henley's now kind of vacated the room here. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I felt like my number one thing and why I feel like timing for this whole thing worked out is because 
in November, this kind of starts, like I said, the cooler months where we are using our fireplaces, even electric stoves. People are deep hitting turkeys outside. This is kind of the start of the season. Mm -hmm. And whenever I was in the burn unit, we spent a week in the hospital and the doctor told me that 50% of burn incidences this time of year are children related. And it was just such an eye opener because prior to that morning, and I'm probably like what you call a helicopter mom. I am very like almost a little bit too much. But the fact that it happened while I was in the same room, she was in my vision and that it could just happen that fast. I it's something I will never forgive myself over because as a mom, I feel like I was I'm made to protect her. And the fact that I didn't turn off the fireplace before the girls woke up will always haunt me. Um, and the fact that you think it's common sense, oh, of course, it's a fireplace. It's going to get hot. Mm. But to be honest, it depends on your type of house that you're in, the type of fireplace that you do have. But all in all, accidents are just accidents. And no matter what the circumstances are, no matter if you're in the same room as it's happening, these things do unfortunately happen. And so... I, I don't know. Mom guilt is a really hard thing, but it's something I am working on every single day. And she is getting older. And my fear as her mom is that she has these scars and I never want her to feel ashamed, embarrassed, you know, as the kids are getting older. I don't want kids to ever make fun of her for them or bring attention to them. But it's one of those things that it's like it did happen. Here we are. And so if anything, by doing this podcast, she was like so excited to do it. And I'm like, I just want her to feel empowered by it mm -hmm. and empowered by her scars. And, but it is, I just feel like this time of year, especially to get mm -hmm. kind of the word out there. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, as a childhood burn survivor, I can totally, I mean, I guess my mom could definitely relate to how you're feeling of how you want her to feel empowered, especially growing up. Um, but I can say, I mean, the fact that you're already talking about that and helping her feel empowered mm -hmm. is only going to help her more and more as, you know, get, get into those teenage years. And when she goes to the next adventure of her life. Um, but as long as, I mean, it sounds like she has an amazing support system behind her and that's, that's the most important thing that you can do for her. Mm. Thank you. Well, that is so good to hear. So you've talked a little bit about mom guilt. I want to, I want to touch on that a lot because, or a little bit, however you feel <laughs> comfortable, but I know, um, you know, Rachel and I have, have talked to some previous guests while also just talking to the community and um, that message or, or, or feeling of guilt comes up a little bit, right? Sometimes of like, I wish I had uh, and I know you you talked a little bit about on your website, uh, which we will share after the show as well. But uh, how did you overcome those feelings? Or or you mentioned you still struggle with it, right? So how um, you want to talk yeah. a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, I am like, if anyone knows how to overcome these feelings, let me know, because <laughs> this is something I think about all the time. Um, it's going to be like a therapy session, I guess. <laughs> but like I said, I, my job as a mom, like protecting my kids is like what my job is. 
And knowing that I didn't do that for her that day is something that I struggle with daily. That's something as simple as me turning on the fireplace that morning will like now be a part of her life forever Mm. is something that I'm really having to work towards. So I really don't have a magic answer because I am still working towards that myself. And it is so interesting because right after Henley's accident, so we were in the burn unit for a week. She had two different surgeries. One, the first one was so that they could kind of really peel back the burn blisters, get a more intense look. She had to have cadaver skin for about, I think, so that was about a 10 day process. And then we had to go in for the grafting where they did take skin from the scalp and put it on the right palm of her hand. And then we were in the burn unit for about a week. I remember Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be seven days, but it was the day before Thanksgiving. And I was like, can we please be home for Thanksgiving? So they let us out a day early, but about a month later after her hospital stay, we went and we brought the nurses treats because can we all just say the nurses in the burn unit Mm -hmm. are angels on earth, Mm -hmm. angels on earth help us with what they see, what they do. I mean, they still to this day, I try to keep in contact because they were just angels. But we went about a month later and they had told me, hey, while you're here, there's a mom. I think her son was maybe like around one, but they're like, he just had the same exact surgeries Henley did, but Mm. on two of his hands. And she is distraught about this. So I was like, if she's open, I would love to talk to her. And you guys, she walked out of that hospital room and just hugged me. Mm. I'm going to start crying thinking about it over again. <laughs> it's the power of peer support right there. <laughs> it is. And I feel like until you are in that situation, like you just can't even understand what that's like. And so I was able, so bringing it back to the mom guilt. I feel like I saw in her face too, that same, just like, I can't believe I would ever let this happen. But I got to show her Henley. At that point, Henley was just wearing her compression glove. So we were able to take it off. We were able to show her like, look, it's going to be okay. Henley was Mm. moving her hand. She was waving. And so, and that's kind of too why we wanted to come on and talk about it. I just feel like when you are in that moment, that reassurance of like, okay, It does Mm -hmm. happen. Accidents do happen. And there is Mm. this amazing group of people that unfortunately have had to go through it. But you kind of feel that reassurance when you are surrounded by people who have also experienced it. Mm -hmm. 100%. And I think that's what inspired inspires a lot of survivors to tell their story, right? I know. Um, And just being able to share is a very healing part of our journeys, but also knowing that there are other people out there to reassure us that this did happen to us and we're going to be okay. And I think Mm -hmm. you, you showed that you did that with someone else too, right? Of showing them like it happened to us. We, we got through it and, and here we are on the other side of that. So I think that's such a powerful and that's why we asked you on, right? That's why we asked you to be a part of this today, knowing that, right, you are able to provide, you know, it, it, it can happen to anyone, one, right? There's an mm-hmm. element of it. But then there's also, you know, everyone struggles with, with or, or, or other folks do struggle with this, this type of thing. And it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know, burns do not discriminate. It doesn't matter kind of where you're from or who you are. Um, it can happen. And, and so it's such a, 
a powerful message that you've shared with us. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. So, so you mentioned to the compression garment. Um, I had to wear those too, and I used to hate them. I don't know if Henley had the same experience as <laughs> me, but um, one of the things my parents did was during one of my rounds of surgeries, I had to go in like every week for a treatment and they promised me a milkshake or whatnot. Did you have anything with like that with Henley? So luckily she was still young enough that I almost feel like it was kind of like getting her dressed where she wasn't old enough to realize like, this is a weird thing that I shouldn't Mm -hmm. have on. It was kind of like, we're putting on your clothes. We're going to put on your compression glove. The hardest part was, is because it was so tiny. I even saved it. It was so tiny that getting her arm, getting her hand through and making sure each finger was through. My husband had to do it at first because I like could not pull it on. And so she was able to kind of like go sizes up. I think she wore it for about a year, that might be off. It's been a while, (laughs) but I remember she had a couple different sizes as she would grow a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I felt like that was the toughest part was just the sizing of it. And whenever we were taking it off, I could tell it was almost like she was so relieved because she could finally like move her hand. And so we would do the stretches and all that. But to me, that was more the hardest part. I'm telling you, she was a stud, like <laughs> unbelievable going through all of this. It was never a fight to get it on. And I don't know if it's just because she was so young, mm-hmm. but she was a stud. <laughs> well, I can say I was definitely not like that to my parents. I was, I was a pain. They did get me very bright colored garments, yeah. though, so I could be fashionable, at least yes. when I was wearing them. Pink <laughs> and purple and then a nude color. Yep. Um, but you got, even the day it happened, because we ran, I mean, straight to the emergency room. And from there is where, because I had no idea that there were even burn units at certain hospitals and some hospitals didn't have Mm. them. I was so unaware of all of this. Mm. And so half the day was kind of not wasted, but we went to one emergency room and they were like, you need to go straight to the Grossman burn center. There's one in town. Um, And so that is when they were the ones telling us, no, she like, we need to get her back now. And it was there with her hand that was so blistered. It almost didn't even look like Mm. a almost like you blow up one of those gloves that you Mm -hmm. do in doctor's office and she was just waving at everybody and like it was I think her body was probably in shock for a lot of it but she was just such a stud through this entire thing it's just kind of unbelievable but that's still how she is to this day she looks like a very strong young lady Oh, yeah. And when kids ask her, because I'll kind of watch back and kids will sometimes be like, what's on your hand? What happened to your hand? And she'll just show them, oh, I burned it on a fireplace and then go about playing like it doesn't even face her. And I'm praying that it does stay that way. That's amazing. I was going to ask you, you know, how do you as a mom, right? And and allowing her to be on this podcast is just one of the many ways. But, um, you know, sharing her story, right? I'm sure that that can be something that she's had to learn how to adapt to do. And it sounds like she's done it very well. Um, But is there other ways that do you guys talk about it at home? Kind of how does that 
How does that we work? do not often, like I've kind of mentioned before, we kind of just don't make it a thing. Her scarred hand is a part of who she is. And I never want her to feel like she is different because of it. Or so we kind of don't make it a thing. But as she is getting older in school, especially when school first starts, she's around new friends, new classroom. I do ask her like, oh, does anyone ever, you know, like see your hand or do they ever bring it up? And sometimes she's like, oh, yeah, they asked about it. Um, but we kind of don't make it a thing around here. And I don't know if what I'm doing is the right thing or not. I just never want her to feel like it is a thing. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll mention it briefly here and there, especially if we're in new environments or if I see something like at the park one time, I remember having kids, they were kind of all standing around and I, that's when she was like, oh yeah, I burned it and then moved on and started playing. So those certain circumstances, I'll ask her about it. But other than that, we kind of don't make it a thing. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Rachel can, can relate to that more than yeah. I can, but <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I can relate, you know, when I went, I remember going to elementary school and meeting all the new kids. And so I have burns, obviously, on my face and all down my arm. So very, very visible. Um, and I remember and then going to middle school, it was like all over again, because you meet a whole new group of friends and no one knows. But and kids are so funny because they don't care they're just so blunt they're like wait what is that I remember a girl in elementary school like came up and just like rubbed her arm across or rubbed her hand across my arm and just like darted away but it's so funny because we would never do that as adults but kids are like what's up with that so I mean it's great to hear that you know she's just like oh yeah it's this is my hand it happened can we yeah. get back to playing now? <laughs> yeah. And that's how she is now. But as a mom, especially as a mom of a girl where I, I am very nervous for these middle school, high school years. And I, it's something I think about, I pray about, I have no control over, but it is something that I definitely think about for her as she does start to get older because that innocence of being a kid and kind of shrugging it, shrugging it off, I feel like only lasts for so long. Mm -hmm. So that'll yeah. be new territory. Yeah. I mean, my biggest piece of advice is kind of keep doing what you're doing and empowering her to answer. And I mean, I can't, there's going to be rough days. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, we all have rough days and honestly, yeah that's kind of how I look at it. Like, sure, my scars are visible, but we all have scars. You, mine are just out there for you to see. So, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, but take it, you know, step by step and keep empowering her. And I mean, we have a tool called Rehearse Your Response that, you know, may be really helpful for her when she is going to middle school and high school, just having, mm -hmm. you know, a three sentence thing of, hey, this is, I'm doing fine. This is what happened. Thanks for asking. <laughs> And it sounds like she's already doing that with the ability to just say, yep, here's my, you know, these are my scars and, and moving on mm -hmm. and not making right. Like a, a thing about it herself of just saying, yep, it, it happened and moving on from it, I think is important. And I know as an adult being burned, I had to learn a lot of that, but as she's growing up with it, you're empowering her with those tools, which I think is really beautiful because just a parent here today when she joined us was like, yep, it happened. And you could see she was just willing and able to talk about it, but it kind of wasn't a thing mm -hmm. for her, which is, is, is beautiful too, that she's, you know, empowered mm -hmm. to tell her story. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, I will definitely check that out because mm -hmm. I, that is as a mom, kind of something that I am a little bit, a little bit nervous for in the future. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you're not alone with that. I, th I think we've, we've heard that quite a bit too, even just here of like, you know, it, it can be difficult to navigate that and understand how to. And, and so I think that I appreciate you just sharing that because I think that's going to help other, you know, parents of survivors here as well. So, and like I said, I don't know if what I'm doing is the right thing, but we'll see. <laughs> I think that's a part of parenthood though, too, right? <laughs> of, of just Absolutely. navigating. It's so true. No, but it's I do. So true. Yeah. And I do think it's important, not that you don't want to make it a thing, but it is important that, you know, maybe we look a little different, but we're not any different from anyone else. And I mean, obviously, you know, I work for Phoenix Society. So yes, I talk about my burn injury a lot. But outside of that, I don't talk <laughs> about it like every day with my friends. Yeah. It's not, you know, a conversation that comes up that often. So mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, you, you, you want it to be a part of you, but you don't want it to be the only thing about you either. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's different, right? When you, when you talk about like at our work, I know until I started <laughs> working here, I never talked about it. And I did, you know, people who knew me knew it existed, but it wasn't something I just always put out there. And so I think, yeah. um, as she grows up, right. Like, especially once they get to know her, right. If that's maybe that's somebody's Absolutely. first reaction is to ask that question. But once you get to know you, I know, like, I don't allow that to define who I am. So I think that's no. important to remember. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about, I think I'm going to take it back a little bit. So um, first and foremost, you're a mommy blogger, um, which is amazing. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in addition to that, you are a, uh, a wife and you also have a daughter, Harlan. Is that correct? Yes. And then yes. a son, Paxton, who was not born at the time. Okay. So tell me a little bit about, I'm sure, you know, after the accident you were na navigating, and I think I've heard this too, and I, I don't know Rachel has, of navigating being a mom, but also now being a caregiver and a wife and all of those things combined, um, caring for that burn injury, right? So what was it like? How did you and your husband balance all of that? You know, and then I'm sure, you know, working in, in between all of that. So how did you balance that life? while you were caring for her? I feel like we had our family and friends rally behind us. One of my friends used to be an ER nurse. So when it first happened and that time in between her first surgery and her second surgery, my friend would come over every single day on like right after her shift and she would help change all of her bandages because I felt like that was a very hard thing as her mom, because I knew it was causing her pain. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Sorry. But, and so it was really hard for me. My husband would be working and I'm like, how am I, I'm going to have to soak her hand, wrap it, wash it, rewrap it all while a 10 month old is trying to touch it. Mm. I, like, I can't do this on my own. And so my friend literally would come over. I think it was for it was either seven or 10 days and help me. And I would hold Henley. I'd give her a sucker in her left <laughs> hand and my friend would help wrap it. Mm. And then my husband would help do the nighttime rewrapping of the dressings. And I felt like I could not have done that without mm. 
our friends, my husband's amazing, that we kind of all just tag teamed and stepped in. And then even when we were in the hospital for that time, you know, I had a two and a half year old at home. And so it was balancing back and forth with that. And it was, I just felt like my family and friends literally stepped up like it was nothing. And so I, I felt like, I don't know, I could not have done it without them for sure. I feel like after my injury, I learned a lot about like community and, and just understanding how, how loved you are, right. Or, or how much you appreciate those around you. And I remember looking at my husband once going like, who, you know, like, who is this that's sending all of this love and support? Like, I understand we have friends, but it's like really, um, it's really powerful to just receive support from your community um, to help, I think with, with healing. Right. And I know that was so, and we've heard that before of, of, I know Andre talked a lot about like the community just comes together and whether it's your family or your friends being able to just get this overwhelming amount of support. um, Mm -hmm. And you really just, I learned a lot about life, I think during that time and just, and I'm sure you did as well, but um, knowing what it means to just have a support system around you. Yeah, absolutely to that could not have done it without a support system Mm -hmm. for sure. And I am very grateful that after Henley's second surgery, when we were in the hospital for that week, we got out. I am so grateful that her recovery, yes, it was like her scars will always be there, but her recovery was pretty as far as like the dressing changes and all that. Once that second surgery was done, Um, we were kind of with the glove and we were kind of, I don't know, I felt like her recovery wasn't as obviously hard as a lot of other burn survivors have it. Um, so I feel like, I don't know, sometimes when I speak on it, we were just very, very grateful that it wasn't more strenuous than what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I get that too. Um, cause sometimes I'm like, I, I, yes, I have a burn injury, but then I'm like, but it's all relative in the grand scheme of things. And that's sometimes even hard to accept. And, you know, when you're talking about community support too, you know, I have a hard time getting help from others, not even with my burn injury, just day to day things. So I, I can also see like, you know, if it would be hard to accept all that help, because, you know, I'm like, I have to do it all myself. I, I don't, not that I'm not appreciative of help, but sometimes it's just hard to accept help too. Mm-hmm. And I think what no, we've it's learned, true. and what I've learned in this community is right. It doesn't matter if you have, you know, ten or eighty percent burns. It still happened, and it still was a very traumatic experience. And you mm-hmm. are still going through it. It doesn't. And, and again, I think it's important to understand that that was still the experience that you had with that burn injury. And so you're able to speak about that experience and how, right. It, it changed your family and, and, and awareness. I think you talk a lot about, or you have talked right about the importance of educating others on what happened, right. And advocating, um, you do have a, a definite voice in your, in your community, right. With being an influencer on Instagram, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you've used that right for education, especially, I think, she just passed her burn anniversary, right? So <laughs> she did. And 
I probably don't bring it up as often as maybe I should. It's a very hard thing for me to talk about. Here we are seven years later and I like dread talking about it. So I bring it up once a year um, because when this happened to me, I so badly wish I would have just had it in the back of my head, like check the fireplace, see if it gets hot, see if we have the one that gets hot. So more so I bring it up so that it's kind of always in the back of people's heads. I've even had people say like, oh, my fireplace does not get hot to the touch, but the babysitter's house does. And mm. so even just checking the surroundings, because as a mom, we have so many things that we have to think about and worry about that sometimes these things kind of are just not even a thought like mine was that morning. And so I do, I, I talk about it on her anniversary every year. And that's kind of it. I did write a blog post a few years back, um, just kind of different little prevention tips that I do now. I'm kind of a freak about anything <laughs> hot. We still have not, we're in a new house and I still have not put a fire in our fireplace. I just mentally cannot do it. Mm. Um, but even things with like cords on curling irons or taking mm. the pot of boiling water for the noodles, like mm. so many things that I think of now. Yeah. That I don't care if Paxson's crying because he can't come in the kitchen. He's going to stay over there because it's <laughs> not even worth the chance, you know? Um, so I more so just kind of share because sometimes we think this is common sense, which it is, but you sometimes it's just not even in your thought. Process. And we're so busy. Yes. Yeah. We're looking at the TV or we're on our phones yeah. and I, mm -hmm. until my accident. So my accident happened later in life. It happened in 2020 and I was cooking in my kitchen. So this resonates with me because I did have, you know, a scald burn. And so um, hot glass of caramel exploded on both of my legs and uh, recognizing. So after that happened, I started to share what happened on Instagram just as a means of like, kind of like being able to heal, but it also, I got those messages of, oh my gosh, my kids are always underneath me in the kitchen. If they had been underneath me, that would have like fallen on them. And, and so I think um, what you're doing is important, right? Of sharing that because we don't think about it until it happens or it happens to someone we know or we love. Mm -hmm. And then we realize, oh my gosh, uh, but my husband is just kind of the way you are now is very much like uh, everything is, you know, we wouldn't buy mm -hmm. and pot for a long time because the burn unit had told us about the steam. And the so there mm -hmm. are, I think when you know, or, or get to know someone who's had an accident of that nature, we're just overly cautious now in our home because of, yeah. because of that. So I think it's important, right? It's an important thing to share. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel and why I share it because I don't like to talk about it. But I, and every year I'm like, I'm not going to mention it. Like, I just don't want to. I don't want to bring it up. And I'm like, no, because I wish I would have heard a story about this or knew how extremely hot that glass fireplace can be. Um, I wish I would have had that in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. Do you, you know, as a family, do anything special on that day or maybe just, you know, kind of have a dinner conversation or what, what's that day like? We don't, but gosh, maybe we should. <laughs> um, we talk about it with her every single November 5th. We are like, oh, Henley, 
do you know what the day is? And we talk about it. And then she she was on FaceTime with her cousin. She's like, oh, do you know what today is? Today was <laughs> when I got burned. And she would show all the hospital pictures of her wearing, you know, all the dressings. And she thought it was like the cutest thing. But so we talk about it and mention it. But we haven't like done a special dinner for her. Gosh, maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> well, at Phoenix Society, we call it the burniversary, right? And so okay. um, when I joined the community, I was so excited to celebrate my burniversary because for a lot of survivors, you know, it can be a sad day, but it can also be a really happy day of, of I survived and I have made it through. So there are so many different ways to celebrate. I know. So it can be like a second birthday, right? Of um, I, I know. That. And Rachel can probably share how she's celebrated before. I know I um, either do some self-care on that day or mm -hmm. maybe go for a walk and walk in honor of or, or participate in some type of event. Um, but, and a lot of folks do go to the hospital, like you mentioned and think, I know on um, my first anniversary, I went and connected with my, um, the paramedics and the EMTs and the firefighters that helped me on that day. So it, it's different for everyone, maybe a special dinner. Rachel, do you want to share how you celebrate it? Yeah, it changes. But when I was a kid, so me and my sister are both born in September, very close. So we always had shared birthday parties and shared all of thing, like everything together. <laughs> so my anniversary is in April and I took advantage of having <laughs> a own special day to myself. Um, but we went, we would always do, you know, like a special dinner, just, you know, it was probably a little bit also for my parents too, not just for me, but just a just an, it's a, I mean, we should be grateful every single day, but I, it's easy just to look past things. So we just, you know, use as a day to be as a family and, you know, just be happy that we're all here and healthy together. Absolutely. No, I love that idea. Yeah. And she may want to celebrate it differently, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, I know every year and, and you may not want to celebrate it, but she may. And so I know <laughs> every, every year, you know, is so different in some years I'm like, okay, no, but I think um, that that might be something that, you know, is, is a, a fun way of, of kind of mm -hmm. bringing it back and, and remembering it. So not that it was a fun time, but for me, it's like, OK, this is another year that I've survived mm -hmm. this. And so how can I honor it in a special way? So I think that's just something to consider, right? <laughs> no, I do love that, especially like you said, Rachel, with even like maybe it's more so for my parents because even like two days leading up to it on Saturday, I would just look at my husband. I'm like, do you know what, you know, Saturday is? And he's like, yeah, I've been thinking about it. Like, so to kind of flipped that narrative, like, no, let's go out, let's celebrate it. So I, I love that idea. Yeah. And it's not too late, right? You had, it was just a couple yeah. of days ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have to no, plan a anniversary celebration now. <laughs> yeah, we definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Brittany, so you are an influencer and uh, very popular on Instagram. And I don't think I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I even knew that until I met you today. I was very excited. Um, I, I checked your Instagram out and what an amazing following you have. So tell us a little about what you're up to with your family and, and what's going on in, in your life today. Well, I feel like the kids are now so 
crazy with their school and sports, which is something I am so grateful of, especially because Henley is so active. And my biggest thing with all of this was she she's always been so active that I don't want her to have any complications with restricting and all that. But she's doing amazing. She is so active. I feel like we have the holidays coming up, which is always our favorite time of year. So we have family coming and visiting. We always host Christmas. So yeah, I feel like the day-to-day life of just busyness with three kids and then holidays on top of that, but we're excited. That's awesome. And and what about um, Henley's siblings? Sorry, I did, I'm going back just a slightly, but I did want to ask too, did they ever ask about, you know, the burns or like that? Or how does that ever come up as a family? No, they never ask about it, which is funny. I mean, Harlan, her older sister is very, very protective. And it's funny because I'll, I'll even have conversations with her because they go to the same school now where I'm like, Harlan, like, does she ever say anything to you? Do kids ever say anything? And she's like, no, but if they do, I will talk to them. Like she's very <laughs> protective. And so she never brings it up because she was around when it happened. She was there for it. She clearly remembers it. But our four-year-old now, he doesn't mention it. He doesn't, like the on Saturday when we were talking how it was her anniversary, she told him like, oh, it's my anniversary. And he's like, okay. But it's <laughs> like, they don't really mention it. Mm-hmm. Well, he's She's never known. Yeah, he's never yeah. known her not with it. So, oh, no. and that's one of, you know, my, I guess, favorite things about being a childhood burn survivor is like, I don't know how I looked, I mean, I can see photos, but like, I don't remember the time before. So it's just always been a part of me. And my sister was older too. So yeah, I, she was protective and if anyone, bull, well, not that I was bullied, but just in general, you know, my sister was there to stand up for me and kick anyone's butt she, if she needed to. And that's what it comes back, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what that's what it comes for, back right? to that support system. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she has her cousins that are her best friends. Like she has so many kids just in our family alone. That's her age where I am so grateful, especially as she does start getting into those older years, Mm -hmm. um, where her support system, her family, her best friends are her cousins. And so I feel like if anything ever is like someone says anything, she'll have that support system to back her up. (laughs) So I know we have a few more minutes here and I just want to ask what advice would you give? Cause I know we have a lot of parents of survivors that are a part of our community and, and we get questions, right? A lot. So maybe what questions did you ask or wish you had known at the time or any advice that you have to share with, with parents that are maybe going through it right now? Um, and kind of what, what how, how did you kind of get through that time? I feel like I'm, I I don't know if I have the right words or right advice because I felt like, especially at that time, I did put so much just guilt on myself that when people told me it's going to be okay, I almost was like, but how do you know that this isn't happening to you? Like, it's not okay. Clearly look where we're at. We're in the hospital. Um, I felt like I really struggled with that guilt at the time, like I said, I still do now. My advice would be like we were talking about one day at a time where my gosh, as as bad as this is, the fact that our children are still present, they are 
here with us. This is not going to define them. They will go on to live an amazing life. I felt like at the moment I was so just tunnel vision of what was happening and how horrible it was where I wish I would have just been like, okay, it's going to be okay. Like if I could flash forward to seven, you know, when she's seven years old, like she is amazing. She, like this does not define her. So I feel like if anything, just kind of, yes, take it day by day, but also realize that like they will be okay. This will not define them. They will go on to be these amazing kids, amazing children who will thrive. Like it just, it won't define them. And I think at the time I was just so just caught up in the devastation of it all mm. and the boom of it all. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have any advice as far as the mom guilt, because like I said, I every day still struggle and I don't know if that will ever go away from me. Mm. What does self-care for Brittany look like? Oh gosh. (laughs) 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 Um, To be honest, I'm, I'm kind of a weird one because anytime that my family is together, that's kind of my self-care. I, yes, I love a night out with like our friends or whatever, but just that downtime with my family, that's kind of my little happy place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, self-care, I mean, maybe in a few years, I'll know what that is all over <laughs> again. <laughs> But yeah, my family is just kind of my happy place. I really am. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but that's when I'm like the most content. We're all here. We're all safe. But that's awesome. And so are you looking forward to the holidays? I know the holidays can either be super fun, super stressful, or a good combination of both. (laughs) Yeah, I love the holidays. Um, my family's kind of all scattered throughout everywhere. And so the fact that I know next month, they're all going to be like here at my house with us is just like my favorite time of year. I truly try to not put that much stress on Christmas. I, I feel like I don't go overboard. I kind of just like to celebrate it for the reason, but, mm-hmm. and the family time, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not stressed. I'm actually really excited. <laughs> and what is Henley wishing for for Christmas? Does she have any oh gosh. Christmas items she yet? Has, she has told us that she she's very into art. So she wants the iPad pen so that she can create and draw art on her iPad. That is That's her. <laughs> well, it's beautiful that she's, you know, she's doing a lot of activities with her hands. And then that's, um, it just shows how resilient and strong she is and being able, you know, she's the first thing she said when she joined is I like to do cartwheels. And I was like, wow, look at her go. So um, I know it is amazing. And that's why every year when we go to her yearly checkup, we check, you know, the restriction of her hand. And I I feel like it's kind of starting to pull a little bit. And so I'm curious to see what it's going to be like in June when we go back. Um, So I know a surgery is definitely in our future, unfortunately, and that is what's kind of heartbreaking because she is so active. She loves to color. It is her dominant hand. But once again, taking it back to literally day by day, Mm -hmm. day by day. Right now she's good. She is healthy. She is here. And that's kind of what I have to just kind of hold on to at that point. And I think Mm -hmm. Rachel can probably relate to this, but I think like for, and I know for me, Um, knowing that as a survivor, if I have to go into some reconstruction, it's because it's going to help improve, right. Or be able to like a little bit of rest and relaxation, we say to know that down the road, I may, right. I may be able to do things differently. And so I think 
that's also something to remember is like, even though we do have to, to face these additional sur- surgeries, I know for me, it's just knowing that I'm going to walk away from this with mm-hmm. more mobility or more ability to feel not so constricted is helpful. Mm-hmm. And Rachel, I know as a child, I think you did that too, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, I had to get a surgery like every summer vacation. So I didn't always have the best summers, but I'm so thankful that my parents made me do it when they made me do it, because if they would have listened to my nose, I don't want to do it. Um, I would not be, you know, I would say I've never had a restriction. I mean, yes, surgeries sometimes I'm out or I had to miss some school. That's, you know, just part of it. But, you know, I got to do all the sports I wanted to do growing up. I never had any issues with that. So as much as it may stink in the moment it's definitely worth it in the long run and like i said just gotta bribe them with treats sometimes like we'll go get a milkshake <laughs> once we go home or something like that <laughs> yeah, just have, so have a favorite I, treat <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is it but i'm so glad you said that too rachel about like your parents kind of sticking to their gun i remember whenever it happened we went to the first hospital and one nurse was like, oh, here's some ointment. Go go to the burn center on Monday, which was like, or the burn clinic on Monday. And I just felt like there's no way. I see her hand. There's mm-hmm. no way you're sending us home. And then a nurse kind of came up to me afterwards and was like, hey, we have an actual burn center in town, hospital with the burn unit. You need mm-hmm. to go there. And even my husband was like, no, you heard the first one. They said, like, just come back on Monday and I was like, no, we we are going. And I'm so grateful for that because if mm-hmm. we would have waited until Monday, it would have been a lot worse. Yep. So it is you're as a parent, you kind of have, especially as a mom, we have these kind of intuitions that Yeah, your gut. <laughs> you gotta you gotta go with your gut mm-hmm. and listen to it. And that's the thing too. I felt like people I was unaware that there's actual hospitals with burn units in it. Mm-hmm. And so anytime now, I'm always like, hey, always know, go to that hospital. So I feel like we never plan for these accidents to happen in mm-hmm. your area. Look and see if there is a hospital, you know, the nearest one with the burn unit. And if you do have the severe burn, go there first. Because mm-hmm. we all know times with burns are so important. So mm-hmm. important. Yeah, we can put and those bur- lists of burn centers in our uh, in our you know, podcast description, because there is a, a list of burn centers. And you're right, mm-hmm. until um, I was burned, we had no idea that that even existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I had EMTs come to my house. And at the time, they said, Oh, she has to go to Orlando. And my husband thought, why are you driving her an hour and a half to go somewhere? Mm-hmm. But because these teams are specialized in treating yes. um, your skin and this kind of this kind of injury. So I think that's a beautiful message or important message at that because a lot of folks don't understand that, especially and and advocating for your child, but also trusting your gut. I think there are a lot of times and those we are human, right? And so sometimes uh, even in folks that that you know are in these hospitals may not be necessarily aware of what what that burn injury, unless it's it's mm-hmm. a specialized area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's kind of what it was. Obviously, they are not skilled in that. And so they didn't know. I don't hold that against them. But they were just kind of like, here's some ointment. Here's some burn ointment. Go ahead and just go on Monday to the doctor. I'm like, "Mm, this does not seem right to me. We're we're going somewhere else. And so it was only because that nurse pulled me aside that I even knew 
there was like a specialized the Grossman Burn Center in town. Mm. So it is mm. so important to know which ones are closest to you and go straight there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And it never hurts I, to no. to do even if you could have gone there and been like, yeah, you can just come back on Monday. Okay, that would have been fine too. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't hurt to go and just yeah. you know, find out. No, absolutely. And and they were able to treat it how it needed to be treated at the time. Like it was, I just feel like everyone kind of needs to locate their nearest one because you never account for these accidents to happen mm-hmm. ever. No not until they happen. And then you're like, wow, there's this whole world out there that I didn't even know existed. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. It is. Well, uh, Brittany, we first and foremost want to thank you for being being here with us today. And please send over a special thank you to our our Henley. Uh, Once again, we want to thank our sponsor, Pritzker Hagman, uh, for the season one sponsorship. The Pritzker Hagman Burn Injury Legal Team helps burn survivors and their loved ones pursue compensation and justice throughout the United States. And if you have any legal questions, the attorneys at Pritzker Hagman are ready to help. And you can find out more at legaljourney.guide. So Brittany, before we wrap up here, I want to ask how can folks stay connected with you? I know you have a blog. And so I did put it's brithorton.com. Is that correct? It is. Yeah. Perfect. And so yeah, and, um, on Instagram. <laughs> and on Instagram where Brittany shares all of her her different tips for being a mom and your style and all of the different things. Uh, Brittany, what is next for, for you or, or, or any last final thoughts that you want to share with the community? No, I just wanted to say thank you. Whenever this happens, you're kind of, like you said, you're kind of unaware that there is even this big community out there. And just by you guys reaching out, it uh, it just has really opened eyes that Henley is, she's such part of this special group that exists, that is out there. And I am, I'm so grateful for you guys even spreading this awareness of, and just helping these, even girls like Henley feel like, okay, they do, these do not define them. They do belong. They are special. They are part of, part of this special group. So I do just thank you guys for that. It gives me hope for Henley for sure. Mm-hmm. She gets older too. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Girls with Grafts. If you are enjoying this content, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.